All right, I will say good morning. Let us begin. So we are picking up today in a new os in Reb Tzadik. We're going to pick up in os ayin hey seventy five. I sent it out yesterday on the uh, on the WhatsApp group. So we uh, even though there is more to do in Meretz Hashem in os in os ayin dalid, but I think uh, we covered the dramatically the dramatic theme, the major idea about Reb Tzadik, and we can move on. So we're now find ourselves in ayin hey. This is a, a, a truly beautiful and profound piece by the Rebbe. So the Rebbe writes as follows, Ha'averos ha'na'afsim So we're going to follow along in the Be'uriach Hasidus. So the Rebbe says, when a Jew commits an Avera. Now, his Lashon over here is very interesting. The Averos that are committed, Be'nefesh ha'yisraeli. So the Averos that are committed, and then again, that leave a ramification, have an effect on the Jewish soul, it's not considered to be a personalistic acquisition. What does that mean? Because these Averis have no real direct connection to the essence of my soul. But rather, again, they're just considered to be something happenstance or episodic. Kolomar, mikra, timidi. So we'll say, let's talk about this outside for just a moment. So Tzadik introduces us to an incredibly beautiful and magnificent idea, which is that when we sin, our sins, our averas, do not define who we are. So when I commit an avera, the Rebbe says, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu views me is not a bad person, but rather as a good person who unfortunately, occasionally does bad things. So the Avera doesn't define me. He says, and that's his Lashon, the Avera is not what he calls a Kenyan Nafshi or an Ofen Timidi. Ultimately, rather, it's a Davar Mikri. Davar Mikri means something happenstance or episodic. So what the Rebbe is drilling down to over here is the very core and the very essence of self-definition. How we view ourselves is one of the most important things in life because our self-perception drives so many other things. The way we act, the way we behave, the way we see the world. So how do we look at ourselves? Do we look at ourselves as a sinner? Or do we look at ourselves as someone who is inherently good, inherently beautiful, inherently ruchni? But sometimes, or maybe even many times, I do things in life that are just not good. So the Rebbe says the latter is true. The way we view sin is that chait does not become a part of me. Chait, he says, doesn't have a shaykhus to the essence of my nefesh. Rather, it's something that unfortunately, sometimes I engage in. Sometimes I engage in. But it doesn't become a part of who and what I am. If you take a look in the footnotes... The Rebbe says something very beautiful over here. It's footnote Reish Tzadik Hey. See, right? So the footnote says, Re'ei Mashekasa Rabbeinu Beresisei Laila. So Tzadik has another work called Resisei Laila in which he writes, Amru B'Sanhedrin, Mashal La'asa Dekai Bene Chilfi, Asa Shmei, Shimshilu, so listen to this, it is like a rose amongst the thorns. Right? So if you go ahead, think about this just a moment. If you have a rose, 
if you have a rose, or the truth is a close amina, a myrtle amongst amongst the, the weeds. But if you have a rose, we'll go with the rose metaphor, and you'll see why in just a moment. If you have a rose amongst the thorns, and let's say there's an incredible amount of thorns. So do we ever say, well, you know what, there's so many thorns, so the rose is no longer a rose, right? It's like, like bottle barov. You know, so many thorns around over here. Ta-da, come on, what does one little rose in a whole bed of thorns really do or really mean anyway? So the rabbi says, we don't do that. Even if there is a voluminous amount of thorns all around the rose, the rose is still a rose. The rose is still a rose. So the rabbi says, what's the nimshal? Right, what's the parable? Shimshidu adam kekotsim the Averas that we commit in life are comparable to the thorns which surround the rose, right? I'm the rose. Each and every one of us is the rose. My Nisham is the rose. And the Averas that I commit, those are the thorns. So there's two pieces here. Number one, no matter how many thorns there are, the rose is still a rose. And number two, interestingly enough, the thorns are not part of the rose, right? The thorns themselves are not part of the essence of the rose. They surround the rose, they're next to the rose, but at the end of the day, they are not dafka part of the rose itself. So this is really an incredible and beautiful idea. So the thorns are there. You know, the imagery, the imagery is a little bit better not with thorns that are on the rose itself, but imagine a rose that is surrounded by thorn bushes. So the idea is, no matter how many thorn bushes there are, the rose is still a rose. That's Aleph. That's Aleph. And number two, he says the thorns themselves, they're not part of the rose, right? The thorns themselves, they're not the rose. The thorns are the thorns, but the rose still remains the rose. Ava mitzad etzem nefesh Israeli. What a profound statement. From the, from the perspective of the neshama, there is no chet. There is no sin that's there. Rak hamadregos b'ma'alas hadvekus. Bazet hechilukim hu be'etzem hanafashos. Shemitzad komasayoshi yesh madregos benefashos. So I will say really an incredibly profound yisod. An incredibly profound yisod. That when we sin, when we commit an avera, that avera does not become part of the nefesh atzmi. That avera does not become part ultimately again of my actual neshama. Rather, it's something that's next to me, it's something that's by me, it's something that's around me, but that is, it does not impact my inner core. The inner core always remains intact. The inner core always remains whole. Such an incredible yisod. Now, why is this important? Go back up to the Biore Hasidos. You'll see why this is so important in such, a, in such a meaningful way. So the Rebbe writes, he says, Therefore the Rebbe says, this is why, this is why there is a concept ultimately again of pidyon. What does pidyon mean? Pidyon is redemption, right? It's redemption. So the Rebbe says, we have the ability to go ahead and we have the ability to go ahead and redeem ourselves. 
we have the ability to go ahead and do tshuva. Why can he have the ability to do tshuva? Why does a person have the ability to engage in pidyon? Why is that possibility in existence? So the Rebbe says, it's incredible. from all of their sins. Why is pidyon possible? Right? Why, why, why is it that I could be redeemed from my sins? Which he's really is asking is, why is it, why is tshuva possible? Why, why is the ability to overcome my averus, no matter how terrible they may be, why is that possible? And the Rebbe explains so beautifully, because they're not part of my essence. Because at the end of the day, the fact that there is hate does not go ahead and impact my inner core. My inner core is intact. My inner core remains. Who I am, what I am, does not change even when I sin. That's why what he's picking up on, and we'll continue with this more tomorrow, but what he's picking up on is this lashon of He will redeem Kalal Yisrael. The lashon of Pidyon, the lashon of Pidyon, right? What does it mean when you're podest something, when you redeem something? What does that mean? You remove, you remove some aspect. You remove some aspect, right? I, there's wood that belongs to the Beis HaMikdosh, and I want to go ahead and now use that wood for my own personal use. How do I do that? Pidyon. I redeem it. I redeem it. How do you redeem something? You remove, you remove a status and transfer it onto something else. And in the case of Beis HaMikdosh, I remove the Kiddusha from the wood, I transfer it onto the money, and I go ahead and I give it, I give that to the Beis HaMikdosh. So the fact that the that that Davar Malk uses lashon of v'hu yifte es Yisrael mikol avonos of pidyon means that the avon the avon the chait can be lifted the chait can kiviyachol be redeemed the chait can be removed. There's only one way that that happens, which is what? Which is what? If it's not part of my inner core, if it's not really part of who and what I am. Because once hate becomes part of who and what I am, then by definition, there is no way to go ahead and redeem it. There is no way to remove it. The fact that it could be redeemed, the fact that it could be removed, ultimately highlights the idea that when I hate, when I hate, when I sin, it does not become part of my essence. The essence, the nefesh, the neshama, always remains intact. Just sometimes there may be layers of impurity that are superimposed on top of it, but just as easily as they come, they can be removed as well. We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up a minute. This, this, is, this is an incredibly important episode that paves the way for tshuva and ultimately paves the way for the way we look at ourselves as well. We'll stop here for today.